Welcome back to Beyond the Workouts podcast. I am the head coach of Beyond Strength and Endurance, Kyle Holman. Get into mindset, the holiday version here. Uh, it's that time of year, right? Um, so we're going to dive into uh, five tips or, or hacks or whatever you want to call them, uh, or your uh, holiday survival kit, if you will, uh, as we get into this holiday season when it comes to uh, nutrition and training. So let's get rolling. Number one. Stop writing stuff off. Uh, this is one I see a lot. You know, Thanksgiving's coming up, and it's like as soon as we get into Thanksgiving week, so many people are already like, well, you know, looking to that New Year's resolution starting January 1st, I'm going to do X, Y, and Z. Well, when you really think about that, you are legitimately writing off five to six weeks. And man, a lot of things can happen in five to six weeks. Um, you know, if you're just going to write off training, what what I'll get in as much as I can, and it's holiday season, so I'm going to eat all the things. Like, man, five or six weeks can impact things significantly, um, and I just see it a lot that people just want to write that off, and um, that's a long term thing that people write off. But man, it's amazing. People, we write off stuff all the time. Like someone will have, uh, you know, a bad breakfast where they just you know ate a crap ton of food or whatever, and it's like, well, I'll you know start tomorrow. Well, what about the rest of the day? I mean, you can very easily get back on, you know, eating better for the rest of the day rather than writing the whole day off. And instead of one meal that was, you know, pretty high in calories, now you just had an entire day that was way over in calories. Um, people write it off to the next week. Like I was going to start working out in this morning workout, but my alarm didn't go off, whatever. All right, I'll start next Monday. Well, what about the entire week? Why can't you just try to work out later that day or say, hey, I'm going to make sure I set three alarms for tomorrow morning. I'm going to do it tomorrow. So, um, you know, we'll talk about it later. I've said it a million times. Consistency is the key. And if you're constantly just writing things off for the next day or the next week or the next month or the next year, um, you know, that's going to make it tough to to not only achieve what you want to achieve, but uh, continue on that path and or maintain it. Number two, have a plan. Uh, this can seem obvious, but uh, if you ever listened to David Goggins or uh, read his book, listened to his book, whatever, it was just a good one that, um, you know, he does pretty crazy um, ultras and crazy races and stuff like that. You know, I think sometimes the we, we set ourselves up to fail when we go into a situation and we just think everything is going to go smoothly. Um, he talks about going into these races, he would not only think about, you know, his race plan, how he wants to attack it or whatever time he's trying to get, but things are inevitably going to come up. Um, things unexpected uh, that you didn't you know, think were going to happen and, and hardships and hurdles and obstacles, whatever you want to call them. And so if you think about the things that could go wrong as well, um, and this isn't the doom and gloom thing of where you're constantly thinking that everything's going to go wrong and, and whatnot, but you do have to think about you know, those contingency plans, right? So if you know, he talked about it. If I get a massive blister in the first, you know, mile of this race, how am I going to react to that? What am I going to do? Um, so when we're talking about the holiday season here with your nutrition and training, you know, there's inevitably a lot of whatever holiday parties or people are bringing all kinds of cookies and donuts and snacks and whatever to work. And um, it's important to have a game plan. You know, you got to know your your strengths and weaknesses. Um, you know, to use a funny example, like 
a lot of people like sweets as their thing. Like for me, it's like chips. Like, man, I could very easily just, before I know it, eat a huge bag of chips. And I know going to parties, that's the thing that's set out. So, you know, what is your game plan? It's not just going into it be like, you know what, I'm just not going to eat any chips. And that's just how it's going to be. And that's great. There's something to be said about, you know, promising yourself that you're not going to do something and sticking to it. But that can be the mindset I have going in, but I also have to think about, okay, so if like my favorite chips are there, what am I going to do? Um, how am I going to, you know, have a plan to combat that? Um, and there's multiple different ways you can go about it and we'll, we'll get into some of it, but it just, you have to think about, you know, the, um, temptations that you're going to have in certain situations and, you know, what can you, what plan can you create ahead of time of how you're going to deal with that? Um, as opposed to just going into it, like, yeah, so I'm just not going to eat any sugar cookies when I go there. And then you get there and you're like, man, I really want a sugar cookie. Like, it's almost like you didn't see this coming. Like you didn't expect that you're going to be tempted this much. Well, you knew that. So, um, have a game plan. Um, and you know, think about the temptations you might see, whether it's, you know, eating food, which happens a lot of times in holidays, or if you're in a certain part of the world, like I am in the Midwest, it's really, really cold. And, you know, it's easier for me personally to get up early in the morning when it's obviously very nice out as opposed to when it's 10 degrees out. Um, but you have to think about those things. You know, if I wake up tomorrow and there's a foot of snow on the ground, I, what am I going to do, um, to, to still get through or still get the workout in or whatever I'm doing. So, um, it's important to think about that, uh, to have a plan. Number three, alcohol and food. So, um, you know, whether you drink or not, but the holidays is definitely a time where, um, that's, that's kind of a thing. A lot of people have drinks around the holidays, um, and things like that. And, uh, I don't drink nearly as much anymore, but, um, when I did, uh, I had a rule for myself that I followed, um, you know, pretty consistently and it really helped. And it was a simple thing that if I was going to go out to dinner with friends or whatnot, and it's kind of like I made my decision ahead of time. So am I going to have some beers tonight or am I not? And if I was going to have some beers at dinner, then I was like, okay, well then you need to order a healthier meal. Um, if I wasn't going to have uh, any drinks at dinner, then, yeah, hey, man, maybe I'll splurge a little bit on what I'm getting for dinner. Um, and that really mitigated a lot of things because the, the combination of both of those, of having quite a few drinks and eating a ton of food, is what can really um, you know, cause weight gain or, or, or anything like that. So um, that's kind of a simple thing that worked really well. I mean, the other side of it... Um, you know, from the sciencey side, I suppose, like, you know, uh, when you drink alcohol, your body is really expending all its energy to metabolize that. So it, it can't really do a very good job of digesting the food, um, which can lead to, to weight gain and whatnot. So, um, you know, obviously moderation, we talk about that a lot. Um, and there's a whole other conversation that could be had about, uh, alcohol, but for right now, it's just, you know, if both those things are going to be at the party, once again, it, it kind of is, you know, what we just talked about of having a plan. Um, and it did really help to kind of make that decision ahead of time of, you know, Hey, I'm either going to have some drinks and eat some healthier foods or, uh, you know, Hey, I'm not going to have any drinks and, and maybe I'll, you know, have uh, a few more cookies or something like that. But, um, the combination of both is what really gets people, especially when you do it consistently. So, um, have that plan and just know, uh, that you can kind of create something ahead of time that can really help, uh, mitigate a lot of the, the negative effects from, um, you know, the holidays with, with food and alcohol. Number four, 
the other days of the week. Um, this is kind of a thing uh, that I've seen a lot of people post, which is just really good. And, you know, when holidays come up, like let's take Thanksgiving, for example, and people are so concerned about Thanksgiving, like this one day is going to ruin everything for you. And to be honest, that one day is not. That one day of maybe supremely overeating or whatnot is not ruining everything. Um, you know, just for the sake of this conversation, if, if we're having Thanksgiving dinner on a Sunday or whatever, we're going to a holiday party on a Sunday, the other six days are affecting your strength, fitness, you know, weight gain or whatever than that one day is. And so when you look at, you know, the rest of the week in this example, what was your workouts? How did those go? Did you do them consistently still? Just your physical activity in general. I know, like I said, especially when it's colder out, that can kind of limit people on, on their physical activity sometimes throughout the day. Um, and, and, you know, how was your nutrition or eating the rest of the week? So, you know, I've talked about it a million times. I'll talk about it more here in a little bit of consistency, but this one day, this one Thanksgiving meal and leftovers in that day or this one holiday party is not ruining everything for you. It's all the other days um, that are compiling that are making the biggest uh, impact on those things. Number five, the 80-20 rule. A lot of people might have heard this, uh, a lot of things we can cover here, but for, for the sake of it, um, just to kind of give a basic example of it, um, when I really went off 80-20, and I think where 80-20 comes off of, you know, 80% and 20% is, it's a way to really, you know, be conscious and live healthy and with, you know, working out and nutrition, but also, you know, hey, enjoying life and, and life happens. I mean, I've used the example before when I got super, super serious about, um, really trying to reach, you know, an aesthetic goal of, of getting very low body fat um, with, you know, I was doing multiple workouts some days of the week and was meticulous about, you know, the macros, the protein, carbs, and fat I was eating. And it, it, you know what? Uh, I got down to a really low body fat percentage, which on one end was was great, right? That's kind of what I was shooting for. But it got to the point where I was literally having like a 30-minute conversation in my head about eating a chocolate chip cookie. Um, so it was not from a mental standpoint, a very fun time. And this 80-20 rule, what I did a lot of times was like, you know, Monday through uh, Friday lunch, I was 100% on my macros, very, uh, getting all my workouts in, doing all those things. And then, you know, from dinner Friday through breakfast Sunday, um, I think the key is it wasn't purposely going off the deep end. Like it wasn't like, okay, so I've made it to dinner Friday. So now for dinner Friday, all my meals Saturday and breakfast Sunday, I am just going to go to town. No, I didn't do that. But it was, hey, if we're going out to dinner or somebody wants to go out to a breakfast or whatever, then yeah, you know, I'm going to get, um, you know, some things that I want to get. And that kind of gives you that good life balance. Um, but there are several things to this. I mean, A, during your 80% when, you know, you're really supposed to be on top of, you know, your training and nutrition, are you really, or are you just kind of thinking or saying you are? Um, I know a lot of people, if you're not accustomed to it, you don't like tracking your macros and, you know, getting something like MyFitnessPal and entering food, but the mindfulness of that is huge because I've said it before, even when people are trying to make a good decision, um, like get a, a salad instead of a, a cheeseburger or something, 
Well, if you really pay attention to the calories, man, I've been at restaurants and there are some salads that are 1,800 calories. Um, where you look at the burger and even fries that you would have gotten and it was a thousand calories. So you tried to make a conscious decision by getting a salad, but that was 800 more calories uh, than what you perceived as the less healthier option in the burger and fries. So uh, when I would enter stuff into MyFitnessPal or pay attention to the calories, a lot of times they have to put those on the menu and whatnot. You would be shocked uh, to see what those calories are and that can really just be mindful to help you um, make better decisions with that. So, um, 80, 20 rule is great. I really think it can be super beneficial for so many people. Um, and it doesn't have to be a week and a weekend thing. I mean, you know, you can look at your entire week and, and kind of do that. But, um, the biggest thing the 80, 20 does is really making you mindful and it, it, you know, mitigates you having an entire week, um, or month for that matter, or even longer of excessively overeating and not training. So, uh, 80-20 rule is great if you're truly following it, but that comes from, you know, knowing for sure that you are following that uh, by the mindfulness of, of looking at calories or entering those in um, and sticking to those workouts. Consistency. Uh, I've said this a million times over on these podcasts, and for those that know me, I say this a ton, but it is 100% always, always, always worth repeating. Um, to use a quick example, I used, uh, I worked in the corporate setting many, many years ago, but, um, man, if you work in corporate, um, or even a, a lot of jobs might be considered corporate, like somebody's always going to bring something in. It's always Steve's birthday or, um, Susan's son graduation or something where somebody's going to bring donuts or cookies or pizza or something. Um, and you know, at this time I was meal prepping. And so, yes, I was the guy that had, you know, containers that I would put in the fridge there. And, um, but, you know, hey, if we hit like a sales goal and so they got pizza or something, you know, hey, I would have a couple pieces of pizza. And, you know, one comment would be like, oh, is it a cheat day? Like, um, which is just kind of funny. But the other one that that honestly really like pissed me off, to be honest, was when people would be like, oh, must be nice. What do you mean by that? Like, it must be nice. Like, um, you know, that leads to the thinking that like, some people are just blessed with this unbelievable metabolism and, and other people just got the short end of the stick. And that's just not true. Um, I worked really, really hard for many, many years of being mindful of my eating, consistently working out to know when I have these couple pieces of pizza to celebrate this sales goal, it's not affecting me that much. But that came from a lot of hard work and earned effort to get to that point. Um, anybody can get to that level through consistency, um, in your nutrition and training and, and mindfulness to where you can have those things on occasion. Um, you know, we're talking about the holidays that the holidays are stuff like that, and it won't affect you that much. Um, but that comes, that's earned. Um, if you work hard enough, long enough and consistently enough, then those things won't affect you very much. But if you're constantly caving every single time and not getting your workouts in, then that accumulative effect is going to have an impact on you. So, um, like I said, Consistency will take you further than so many things, almost all things. Um, be consistent, and uh, the holidays and or things like that will affect you, um, you know, negatively, I guess, much, much less.